night I tripped for I think the fourth time. I I sometimes microdose. Um, oh, so I don't really count that. So no, um, that doesn't count. But I'm so jealous. Yes. And I do this using well, I'm this was probably like my last time using them. Um, but I do this using teacher chocolate, which is what I'm gonna call it. It's um chocolate shroom bars, and I was doing it. I was doing it with somebody who, okay, um, I was going to ask her, like, what I wanted her name to be for the show, and I totally fucking forgot, because what can I say? I'm a stoner, um, but we're just going to call her Beck for now. I was with Beck, and um, I was like, just give me the amount that I need, and I'll take it, and it worked out really fucking well. That's great. Um, so you're not going to, you're, you're done with you're done with psychedelics not so fucking not done with them it's just that beck makes um shroom tea uh well that yes that sounds like okay i see what you're saying now in terms of eating you're done eating them i see okay because it was a lot of fucking i was like oh fuck like i like chocolate but you know it's not like it's good chocolate (laughs) no no If, if there's shrooms mixed in that would be fucking nasty um I like a crunch bar. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, yeah, no, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph, and this is Saturday Night High. And guess what? We are so high that we forgot to record. So this is actually our second time starting this episode. Right. Um, if we seem like we're really on our shit, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> if we seem like we're really off our shit, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, this is the podcast where we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live, and today we are talking about the episode that aired last night on April 3rd, 2021. It was season 46, episode 16. The host was Daniel Kaluuya, and the musical performances, the music was performed by St. Vincent. Oh, my, my little gay heart was so happy. I just said a little by heart, but oh my god. Yeah, umbrella term. I think it's fine. Yeah. A lot of pressure on people. And for what? Um, yeah, no, oh my god. I have loved her for so fucking long. And I remember when she was on the show last time, and me and my friend, we were just, oh my god, we both loved her so much. We saw her with Slater Kinney. She was dating Carrie Brownstein at that point. So, yeah. Who are these people? I'm so sorry. 90s girl group, 90s girl Ooh, band, Riot Girl Band, okay, Slater Kinney, and yeah. Um, you've seen Portlandia with Fred Armisen? No, I actually haven't, but I've definitely seen a fuck ton of gifts. Okay, well, it's The Woman. It's always sunny. The- <laughs> and 30 Rock. <laughs> 30 Rock seasons like two through four, two through five are pretty fucking good. I need to watch that. I'm going to yeah. watch Arrested Development. And, uh, Arrested Development does not age well. No, it really doesn't age well. Um, but I think it's good writing still. Like the way that they yeah. do the stories. It's but really entertaining. Anyway. Wait, oh God, okay. So yeah, tonight, I don't know. I <clears throat> We started off the show with the cold open of Oops, I Did It Again with Chloe Fineman as Britney Spears, which I am always here for that. Um, Chris Redd was Lil Nas X and lap danced on God, who was Mikey Day, which was just fucking perfection. I, yeah. Yes, I am sorry. I forgot to mention this in our second run of things, but usually I watch the episode on Sunday mornings. And this morning 
it was such that I had to fucking watch the Peacock playlist of clips. And so Weekend Update was out of order for me. And I started off watching this episode and I was like watching Chloe Feynman do Britney Spears. And I was like, is this like, oops, have I put on the wrong fucking episode just now? Like I was just a little bit confused, but then I saw a little Nosex come on and I was like, oh, this is, this is about current fucking shit. And I was happy to see it. Yeah. I, I truly appreciated every bit of this cold open. Um, Kate McKinnon uh, portrayed Pepe Le Pew and that was all right. I, guess there was, I, I don't know, I guess Pepe Le Pew's not in Space Jam 2. I vaguely recall Space Jam being a thing. It was too little when it came out, but I remember it being like this big-ass cultural phenomenon. Yeah, my Space Jam story, I feel like I'm reading from a script because we literally just had this we conversation. We literally so, just did it. Um, but my Space Jam story is that I was younger and my dad and I were on on demand you remember on demand yeah and he chose that to watch and my brother who's five years younger than me was watching and I guess my mom was in like the kitchen or something and my brother just got so mad at a joke and he's five years younger than me and he just got so mad at the joke that we ended up turning off the movie and not finishing it oh my yeah (laughs) I mean that that sounds adorably hilarious now I really want to know what the joke was I, which I remembered. <laughs> and we had um, Pete Davidson as Matt Gates, which this fucking scandal this past week, like just directly into my veins. It's been giving me life. Like this could yeah. not be happening to a worse fucking person. The and SNL writers uh, definitely are taking this and writing with it with this episode. Yes. And honestly, fine. Great. He played Matt Gates, but as like Quagmire from Family Guy. And it was, it was, I wasn't expecting it and it was fucking perfect. And I absolutely loved when Chloe Feynman asked, What has Donald Trump done for? Matt Gates, he's been such a fervent Donald Trump supporter, and uh, the response was giggity squat. And I was that like, was that was, so I I I lost it at that. Um, that was yeah. screeching that, and Kate McKinnon's Pepe Le Pew, PP Le Pew. Um, <laughs> they were just, it was so good for cold open. And then the monologue was also good. Yes, this. I felt got the show off to a solid fucking start. And Daniel Kaluuya, he came out and he had this line about British racism versus American racism. And then there's like Australian and South African and Boston racism. And he said, oh, you know, you're thinking, oh, he's black. Wait, he's British. And then you realize, and he's like, oh, and then people, you know, I'm both. I'm basically what I'm what the... British on what the royal family was afraid the baby would look like and oh my fucking god perfect that line basically took everything that's been going on and just put it together tic-tac-toe baby um <laughs> but yeah I, I for whatever reason had the audacity to be surprised that he was British just by having like like I mean I've seen him but I'm pretty sure I've only seen him in um get out Get out i fucking love get out i only saw it once but it was really great and i'm pretty sure he was not using his accent uh he was not yeah uh he so, was also in black panther oh my god yes yeah. oh my god so um 
I, I only saw that once as well. <laughs> I Okay, so I've actually never seen either, but Get Out is like, it has sat near the top of my must-watch list for the past however many fucking years. And it's only been with people being like, wait, you, you, ha- you still haven't seen that? How? Like, it was everywhere. Also, it's hilarious. So... It's perfect. Yeah. I think it came out in 2016, right? Like, it yeah, it, it did. It, that oh was God, an alternate ending. Oh, you guys, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm fucking talking about. It's crazy. I <laughs> do know there's an alternate ending. But again, I've tried to stay away from any spoilers simply because I don't want it to be ruined. Speaking of spoilers, holy shit, I cannot tell you anything about the movie Promising Young Woman other than you have to watch it. <laughs> it was so good. Anyway, yes, Daniel Kaluuya, he's British. Um, And he was talking about how his family, he had uh, his family here from, I believe they were Ugandan. I think so. I, I, yeah, I hope I'm right on that. But he was saying that he has a very large family and his auntie was in the audience and um, his mother was one of 22 and his dad was one of 49 and he made a joke that black don't crack but condoms do and again it was a fucking perfect lot like it was just so unexpected his timing is so good his timing is amazing i was so happy to see that he was the host this week because i love when they have like actual like mad fucking talented actors come on the show they're yeah. always kind of they bring a seriousness and a professionalism yeah like i cannot wait to see him host again i mean he, he's yes. been in so many yeah anyway he ended his monologue by saying that his first dipping of his toes into you know artisticness he wrote a play and it was based on Kanan and kel and so tonight he wanted to thank his mom god and kel and i thought that was so fucking adorable again people fanboying and fangirling over snl and then hosting yeah it's my favorite it was so great so fucking cute and i just loved his energy and confidence as he ended that monologue and i was pumped for the episode yeah um and the episode went on to the first sketch which was called um it was a game show about the vaccine called will you take it and it was daniel kaluuya and he was with his family and asking them if they would take this vaccine for money and for whatever reason despite being all you know compromised they were like now we we're good (laughs) We don't really trust that Tuskegee, you know. I mean, is a legitimate complaint. Yeah, his cousin was shot in the lung. Uh, Chris Red had a really fucking good night tonight. Chris Red was all over this show, and he was all over the cut for times. T- or he was in one of the cut for times. Wait, there was a cut for time. There were two cut for times. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I totally, definitely saw it. Okay. Did you see both? Um, well, was it Salt Bay? What was it? No. One was an army. One was called The Hero. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The Hero? The Hero okay. I saw that, yeah. And then did you see the Beanie Baby one? Yeah. Okay. I loved that one. That was cut for time. That's bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Beanie Baby and Hero were both cut for time. Hang on. Hero, I, I'm okay with, I think. I actually. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was very fucking funny, and I thought Chris Red uh, really 
killed it during that one. Okay, so anyway, now that we've sorry, this is my my the hero sketch um description the moment. Okay, is that uh, (laughs) it was funny but i was kind of like god damn now i'm out here thinking about nah i'm like whoa yeah um, i did think i did th- i was like wait okay wow this could be very very dark i understood why that part was cut for time but it, in the end like after having um seen all like having seen the whole thing i'm like oh that totally could have been in the show that was nowhere near as dark as i thought it was going to be and um yeah i thought that would have been better than I don't know, say like the category mom sketch that we saw, like Oh my fucking god. How did that make it to air? Like, no one fucking laughed. It was annoying. It was fucking like abusive, weird Oh, it was horrible to watch. Yeah, it was, was okay. Like, what the fuck was going on? So anyway, okay. we have moved from, okay, so yeah, Tuskegee, there was a legit complaint, and then uh, Daniel Kaluuya's yeah. girlfriend was Heidi Gardner, and he's like, she's going to help me convince my family, and she was like, you know, a young white woman, and they were like, oh, hell no. So that was funny. And then yeah that one was actually pretty funny. The um, next thing was a pre-tape with Kyle Mooney, who again, he's, I, I love him, but he's Wait, what was the next thing for you? Because I, this is where I diverge okay so this was the youtube prank show oh did you say it was co- no it wasn't cover time no. it was the next thing no yeah right. this was okay well i have something to say about this okay good please do because i have opinions on kyle mooney and while i think he's a great writer uh... wow some hot kyle mooney thoughts are about to come your way all right here we go so the prank posse um for those of you out there who like to watch YouTubers, uh, <laughs> Danny Gonzalez always talks about people with prank YouTube channels or like, <clears throat> sorry, that dab really, the automatic dab rig that I was showing Gilda earlier really has me a little bit fucked up in the lungs, but not like crazy fucked up. I'm so sorry for scaring anybody um, with my drama. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Danny Gonzalez makes fun of these um these pranksters online and this Kyle Mooney sketch like the the video that he made was essentially what like Danny Gonzalez does on the regular um so if you were into the sketch you should watch uh Danny Gonzalez if you were not into the sketch I mean maybe you would still like Danny Gonzalez but who knows he's a funny guy I I love him um but yeah this was just uh it started off by talking about a fire hose bidet and it kind of got a little bit crazier and it ended up being Kyle Mooney sort of just like um assaulting his friend as a joke on camera and then making apology videos and this kind of you know the David Dobrik thing which I didn't really ever really watch David Dobrik's videos and I didn't watch his apology video but for some reason whenever I look at the the channel section on Snapchat it wants to tell me all about David Dobrik and his drama and I, I decided to read it <laughs> yeah I I saw the name vague description of what was going on I was like okay cool that's all that's all I need to know I'm not getting any further into this yeah I I don't know I'm not much I mean I, I will watch YouTube videos Steve really likes YouTubers um he's been watching someone named Gus recently um pretty funny i don't know i know him sounds great though um yeah i don't know i i just i was pretty much when 
they got to the I'm gonna trick my friend into kissing my penis I that was where I, I was like all right you know what they, this just got gross like that's not funny that's kind of sexual assault so yeah there were a few jokes in last night's episode that I think um maybe aren't things to laugh at yeah um yeah oh, overall I mean like I said Kyle Mooney I do appreciate him and his brand of humor I just don't know if SNL is like the I, I don't know I, I just yeah that yeah, this he, sketch he did yeah but um but yeah that sketch it, yeah I can see why it didn't really appeal to you it didn't really appeal to me too much once it got um pretty violent right well, it was like once it took a violent dark sexual assaulty turn i'm like all right cool i thanks i've seen all i need to see i did like how he lost his um what's the word uh sponsorship from a vape company and cinnabon those were some great sponsors to have i mean hey oh speaking of cinnamon buns we yeah so steve picked some up from casco yesterday and we popped them in the oven and holy shit they were so you were totally right about that. I don't know that we'll ever have them not heated up again. Oh my god, I need to fucking do that. Although I told my coworker, who's a native French speaker, about um, my Costco trip and how I got cinnamon buns, and she was like, "You need to get the croissants," but she didn't say croissants like that. Uh, the croissants are very fucking good. Yeah, pretty much anything from Costco's bakery, you're you're not gonna have complaints about. I've never been upset. Their muffins are amazing. Yeah, yeah, they have these almond poppy muffins. Oh, they're so good. Oh, yeah. And so the next sketch I fucking hated. Um, remind me what this was because I'm, I'm oh, I'm, right, I've been um thrown off my rhythm, right? Yes, no, I, I totally, yeah, I will take the lead on the on the um, thank you. Sorry, yeah, no, no, don't I, I just keep forgetting that you watched it in a very disjointed manner. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the next sketch we had was uh, dinner with parents, and it was Daniel Kaluuya and Heidi Gardner play having a dinner slash game night with Mikey Day and Kate McKinnon, and there was a choice of, oh, let's play a game. Should it be Remy, Cube, Remy Cube or Scattergories? And Kate McKinnon wanted to play Remy Cube. Everyone else wanted to play Scattergories. And then Kate McKinnon proceeds to get up and make so much noise that they can't play. And it's like, it was so childish. I, it just seemed weird and controlling and I did not find it funny. Uh, Yeah. No, it was awful. It was like just a horrible like situation to watch. Like they're trying to have a game night and she was drinking a, fuck ton of wine yeah and you know just, like it was like she got a booty call and it, it was kind of funny but I was like oh my god it was um, uh, it was a train wreck yeah and then the wine that she was drinking was called Josh, Josh. you know the wine Josh and at the end she was like I think I had too much Josh oh I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> okay that that was funny but and it's, I kind of like how, okay, so yes, SNL is clearly taking sponsorships, like they're doing product placement stuff. So that's fine. But I like how they're not just like fawning over these products. It's they write around it 
and they slip the name. It's not like, so like when they did the Peloton one, it was Peloton. It wasn't like an, oh my God, Peloton's amazing. Like it's not, you know, I just made the jerk off motion for, you know, this is, this is not a visual medium. Um, So yeah, that was pretty much all I had to say about that. And then the next one was the kid that wanted, he switched from medical school to creative writing. Oh my fucking God. This had me laughing so hard as somebody who went to um, art school and majored in creative writing. Um, I was like, oh, is this going to be relatable? It was just a bit relatable. Um, (laughs) There was a line where it was like, oh, if there's anything the pandemic taught us, it's that the world needs more poets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the, I mean, the way the sketch ended was so fucking perfect where they all raise a toast to um they raise a toast to their children's futures and uh Daniel Kaluuya's parents break the glasses in their hands they're like oh no we're bleeding is there a poet in the house and oh my fucking god it was like oh it was the perfect way to end that but we can rewind because there was better stuff before it was just so yeah yeah no that the end and the 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 middle part and sure also the beginning had me and my roommates cracking the fuck up Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also thought it was really funny when they were like oh you want to stand up and read some of your poetry daniel kaluuya stands up and reads the world's worst fucking poem it was like my sadness is like the color of the walls blue or something like that and the camera, again, Keenan Thompson just making a sketch with just one fucking line. The camera goes over to him. So ain't nothing wrong with being a doctor. <laughs> I love Keenan. He had some great moments oh. in this episode. And yeah, like just the delivery of the poem too had me dying. Because I thought there was at least a little bit more coming. Wouldn't you hope, you know? And yeah. there just wasn't. It was great. Yeah. Um. I also will say this was a sketch that um, something on SNL Twitter last night, um, the episode was not super well directed in that there were some very weird cut times, like the camera work was just, I, and I do believe they just had a guy that has been a director there for like 30 something years, I do believe he just retired. So there are some new directors that are learning how to do things. And so the timing in some of these sketches was a bit off tonight. And I did notice that it didn't seem to affect the viewing experience for me as much as much as it did some others. But I did want to mention that because I think this was the sketch where it was most glaringly obvious. Okay. Yeah. So it's good to know that I'm not alone in having it feel a bit wonky while watching this episode no this episode definitely felt wonky simply because i feel it was i don't know what the hell if dress went great and this one just flopped or if they just need to bring someone in slash back to give them a bit more time to learn um yeah well and it does really i mean so often it just feels like you don't notice how you don't notice the camera work on a good night because you're not supposed to if it's good exactly and so it does it's like oh when something goes wrong quote unquote it didn't go wrong it just wasn't up to kind of i think normal snl standards you do notice oh shit this is this is live this is not polished like this takes fucking skill so yeah exactly 
there was still skill though there was mm-hmm. so much fucking skill. oh yeah and the next oh god oh my god we had our first musical performance saint vincent performed pay your way in pain and oh my god i fucking loved it amazing i had heard saint vincent and like you know playlists that i hear sometimes but i had never like seen her perform oh. um oh my fucking god wow it would yeah she absolutely fucking brought it last night and then the performance ends and she turns around and her coat said daddy across the back and it was like you know what sure why not loved that i absolutely fucking loved that oh my god yeah i i can't wait to do nothing but listen to saint vincent for like the next week and a half so probably what i'm gonna do as well yeah and then we had weekend update <coughs> oh I, excuse me unfortunately had to watch the weekend update segments out of order the last segment <laughs> that i watched was the first was the beginning of the episode from the episode but you know the bit yeah oh my god <sighs> yeah so they really went after matt gates during weekend update and oh my god I laughed so hard at all of it. Colin Jost just went for it. And again, I think they're coming into, well, well it's April. Yeah, four more episodes. And I think there's going to be a pretty big exodus. Like we're seeing, like last night we saw on Weekend Update, Kate McKinnon and Aidy Bryant's meet ladies again which again we've seen it a number of times it was really funny the first time when the meat had gone bad and it smelled bad and they were breaking through it because it was like absolutely horrific but th- we we don't need to see it three times and it's kind of like they're just doing an encore performance and that is what's making me really feel like people are like okay time has come yeah no that makes sense i did love it though um and the i mean i'm not sure if i'm at the same place in weekend update as you are but when they were talking about like when colin goes oh if i can get back to matt gates for a minute yeah I so that was literally just all the writers this episode they just kept yeah. going back to it again and again and because, i mean every you a non-joke oh, fuck. oh my god yeah they need more evidence it's like <laughs> because every time you turned around this week it just got worse it's like oh he may have brought a woman across he may have paid to for a woman to travel with him using campaign funds she may have been underage there may have been lots of this now there's fake ids now there's a harry potter style scoring system about people in congress sleeping with women like every time you turn around like no one likes this man and everyone is spilling everything they know and again if he wasn't such a piece of shit, I wouldn't be enjoying this so much. But uh, anyway, so more back to Weekend Update. This is going to be the world's fucking longest episode ever. I um, know. <laughs> yeah, the Smokery Farms. Eh, something about, oh, uh, oh, there was a joke about how there was a fuck up at the Johnson & Johnson factory. And they were like, well, you know, now your shampoo might cure COVID. <laughs> we were all cackling at that. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then Alex Moffat, this is one of my favorite Alex Moffat characters. And I think this was the best, um, the best version of this character he's done. The guy who just bought a boat and it's just a guy who's very fratty and douchey and making jokes about how small his dick is like, but it's on the tail end of a sentence. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. The line 
bye bye FaceTime, hello, sit on my FaceTime <laughs> was actually pretty fucking funny. He, his delivery is great. Yeah, he's amazing. There is um, something about, I don't know if this is still Alex Moffat, spirit glow stick to a Roomba and something about peanut butter. Was- spirit airlines oh right yes okay yeah never mind okay so we're but yeah the joke about the uv cleaning planes and how spirit taped glow sticks to a Roomba which was fucking hilarious uh Michael Che made a joke about or someone made a joke about peanut butter and ferrets and a very dangerous trick and it was like oh no I'm gonna be honest I couldn't even figure out what that was referring to I tried putting peanut butter on his dick and letting the ferrets lick it off okay i guess that's, that's exactly what you would think huh yeah it's that, yeah. that cards against humanity card that's like exactly what you'd think isn't that a card uh yeah i think so and it, it i mean that's what i assumed it to be if it wasn't and it was filthier please let us know um <laughs> and then i can't believe they ended weekend update on the bit with the 106 year old woman portrayed by Heidi Gardner and her young health worker aide Mikey Day. And he was like, Oh my God, it's true love. It's true love. It's true love. And how like, it's not about money. And Michael was like, yo, her her maiden name is Exxon Mobil. And it was like, okay, that was fucking funny, but I don't know. It was just weird. And I don't know. It felt creepy and like elder abusey. And I, again, like, it, there were jokes in it that didn't have to be there that made that gave it that vibe like yeah no I agree like I did not like the elder abuse aspect <laughs> of uh-uh. this um sketch but monkey day I mean he does have really good delivery when he kept doing those like open mouth ah, it was funny it was like it was a good character that he was doing not a yeah. good character but it was no, like <laughs> it was a good he did a good job but it was not, yeah. And Heidi Gardner was really cute. She was, but I love her so there was just such her. a sinister under, yeah, no, I love her. Oh, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the next sketch was like a frat hazing thing or they were planning a spring break getaway and half the guys wanted to invite their moms. And I, yeah, I didn't totally... Uh, I mean, I thought it was funny, but mm. it was so just interesting to me. It was the same joke over and over, but I did find it funny that weed is now legal in New York and there were fucking bongs everywhere in this sketch. I love that. And you know what? Maybe I just subconsciously subconsciously picked up on that because I was watching this and this was my favorite sketch, maybe because it just reminds me of my living situation right now, like exactly because we're actually trying to plan an Airbnb um weekend trip to a different new england state from the one that we got that weed in that's also not a state that we even live in um and now that the borders are open we're really oh (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying what like i'll I'll cut it what state I'll, i'll stop i'll stop speaking in code for a second here yeah the frat hazing i did not particularly like that but i'm happy you did i laughed really hard when Pete Davidson was like, hey, everyone Venmo me $50 and I'll make a Costco run, which has been us the past few weeks now that we have a Costco membership. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's so fucking great. And then it was also just funny how they kept bringing up the moms. I thought that the direction they were going in was going to be that, like, or I was, maybe I was hoping, because I'm projecting too much, that the direction they were going in was going to be Mikey Day being like, whoa, we got to get off the mom stuff. And then, like, it becomes, like, some weird, uncomfortable, like, his mom is dead. Um, because maybe that's just my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the next sketch, we had Daniel Kaluuya and Eganuarum Dog Park. Oh my god, this one. And so it was people sitting there with their dogs and talking about their dogs' voices. And I just, I thought it was fucking hilarious because, I mean, our dog has a voice and it was, it's like someone else will talk in what they think his voice is. And I'm like, no, that's not what he sounds like. And it's like, he doesn't oh fucking god. talk. Like, he doesn't have a voice. It's just what I, th- yeah. I just thought it was funny. And Andrew Dismukes was fucking good in this sketch this is like the first sketch that he like that one of the babies is featured in or at least him yeah when he walked on with that little rat looking dog and he was like i put with all the girlies out here it was just it had me laughing so fucking hard and also about the dog voice um you know she was like you made her sound like a damn fool that was really funny (laughs) yeah um but i like uh the sketch ends with uh andrew dismukes and Daniel Kaluuya or Daniel Kaluuya arguing and they were like well let's talk to Jessica and Jessica Egonrodum is like yeah Egonrodum um is like long fucking gone she's like nah I I want no part of this yeah that was a pretty good ending to this I liked the sketch I love dogs I love that it was dogs and yeah you're right Andrew Dismukes Andrew Dismukes really sort of shown in this uh in the sketch he had some john mulaney energy yes that really is his that's his uh vibe and i don't mind it it's kind of like because i mean almost well perhaps say yeah (laughs) and it's like okay so we all know john mulaney wrote for snl but he was never like he, he was on screen a handful of times not many before he started hosting if at all um and then I feel like there was people as was he ever on I I think no I think he was on update with Bill Hader but it was after he had gotten kind of after he had gotten famous on his own right and he came back to like do the club owner thing or whatever but um he I feel like that's them realizing okay this is funny and this would work on screen people like this and so when they found someone that kind of fit that bill they were like okay him if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like they were definitely looking for someone t- that has that vibe to be on yeah. screen. And they they nailed it. So um, St. Vincent, we had our second musical performance. Uh, she performed Melting of the Sun. And oh my God, it was my favorite musical performance of this season. Um, and her overall, I mean, she was up there with like oh Jack God. White and Foo Fighters for me. Like it was... <clears throat> she she just fucking she brought it and she i can't she wait amazing she sounds oh, amazing God, yeah and i mean like the backup dancers the backup dancers backup singers they were their outfits were amazing she had a band that was killing it there was a i think there was a girl drummer it was great um <laughs> and then we had birthday party which was uh, it was daniel kaluuya and his girlfriend jolene where she said, it's easy to remember, like the horror from the song. And it was like, oh, shit, it's not wrong. 
<laughs> I did not catch that line. That's really funny. I love that song. I was actually just thinking about it this morning before I watched the episode. I was like, hmm, should I put this on for my shower? Yeah, no, Cecily Strong was really good in this. And Daniel Kaluuya yeah. said that he could grab his girlfriend, grab her neck and slap her around. And it was like, wait, what? And there was an upright bass in the corner. And it was like this weird upright bass spoken word jazz poetry thing. And they were in the process of getting a divorce. (sighs) Yeah, I kind of liked this take on something that's like really fucking serious, which was like the situation of he's like, oh, we tried to fix things with an open marriage, but he like forgot to tell her about it. (laughs) He's like, oh, I swear I did. So just literal gaslighting, you know, Uh Um, but it was kind of like, you know, almost like it was just the, the meows were it was a good re- recurring little joke then <laughs> yeah. it, it kept it balanced for me yeah it ends with they've disappeared and they're having sex in the bedroom and they were like how do you know that and he's like they left the door open i can see everything oh this is keenan thompson saying you know I le- they left the door open i can see everything don't look that's what they want <laughs> that was that again was it was so funny. funny and go on sorry oh Watching this, I also had the thought that, like, I guess this is just, like, voyeurism and, like, group sex is, like, something they joke about a lot in SNL. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, though. I, I mean, it, people and it's a TV show. Yeah, and it's, like, they, they, they joke about, yeah, that's what, it, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know, my worst for the evening was uh the josh and rummy cube dinner with parents sketch um yeah definitely my worst as well it was just uncomfortable to watch yep i i was like my skin was crawling i couldn't wait for it to be over yeah um my best i've already oh wait no my runner up um Let me think that one through. What was my runner-up? Wait, we didn't talk about Salt Bay, did we? Or Beanie Babies, wait. I mean, okay, um, yeah, so oh, there were two cut for times. Mm-hmm. And so, um, wait, what are you talking about Salt Bay? It was, um, uh, <laughs> like it was a sketch where it was Daniel Kaluuya and Cecily Strong, you know, power couple. Ego Notum and Mikey Day, also a power couple. <laughs> um, and I was uh, a little bit shocked that they were doing this sketch in 2021 because the Salt Bay thing was like years ago, I think. Um, no, he's been in the news recently. I missed this. I have no, I-, I... <laughs> What did he do now? I, I have no idea what um I have no idea what sketch you're talking about, but I'm glad to listen about it. Yeah, but I do know that Salt Bay opened a restaurant in like Miami and he has things on the menu. And then like they ask people, oh, do you want this? And they describe it and it sounds great. And then it comes out and it's like covered in gold leaf. And like the dishes are like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but the people ordering it don't know that because it's not on the menu. It's just talked about like, oh, we have this special, it's like this whole fucking thing about they're like charging people for meals. They didn't know they ordered. Yeah, it's sketchy as fuck. He's in the news like every six months for something like this. So that's some really great Salt Bay information to have as context for this sketch but i don't really think it actually applies to what oh. the situation was in the sketch let me okay. tell you what the fuck the situation was because 
it was a double date, like I said, the two power couples. And Salt Bay was played by Beck Bennett, I think. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it was Beck Bennett. I'm, I always get the the, the guys mm-hmm. confused. Um, and essentially, um, you first kind of notice something's up when he comes to the table and he's dancing. And Cecily Sean gets up and starts dancing with him. And she's like, he, he has the meat that he's salting or whatever the fuck. And she opens her mouth and she's like, drop it down my throat. Oh um, my God. Obviously her boyfriend has a problem with this and he's trying to say that. Um, and like, I guess, what was it? Oh yeah. Then he, um, he as in Salpe held up his meat to Cecily Strong and he asked her to smack it. And she was like, wow, I love the way that the meat feels. It was so crazy. And then he goes to the other side of the table. Um, Ego Nodab and Mikey Day. And like, I think Mikey Day says something like, this guy has magician energy, which had me laughing really hard because he really did have some magician energy. <laughs> um, and he like, but then, but then here's where it got bad. He, Salpe takes his, um, his meat and he goes to put it in Mikey Day's mouth. And Mikey Day's like, no, don't do it. And he does it and it's oh. played off as a joke. And I was like really uncomfortable with that. Yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah, oh, but guys, like, I know, I re- like, was really that, uncomfortable with that. Like how, how is that making like, mm-hmm. yeah, but then that wasn't even the end of the sketch because then next thing you know, Cecily Strong is splayed on the table with her legs up in the air and you can tell that she's like laughing as she's saying all her lines because her fa- whole, whole face is you know she, you can't see it it's right. just her legs really um and she's talking and her boyfriend daniel kaluuya stands up and he's like I, I, you know what the fuck he decides to join in by taking a knife and he accidentally cuts off his finger at which point she says oh well you can take yourself to the hospital and that was the end of the sketch oh my god okay yeah i definitely missed that i have no idea how the fuck okay um wow <laughs> yeah no, no comments here <laughs> yeah no that's no just a comments. lot it's that's gonna sit in its own category this week um yeah my read her up was the daniel oh wait no but the beanie babies Oh, fuck. All right. So we talked about the hero. Oh, no, we didn't talk about the hero. We didn't really talk about it. Yeah, it was about Vietnam and they needed one guy for a mission. And that guy was Chris Red. And he thought that they were all going to go. And it was just one person. And it ends up being this really terrifying mission. And he like wanders into the mist, sh- shoots himself in the leg, but it's just like a grazed bullet wound. And he comes back and he's like, oh, man that sucks i can't go and then he gives his papers to kenan thompson and kenan thompson's like i'm not going and daniel kaluuya's, kaluuya's like yeah fair i get it he said fair enough which is really funny to me because yeah. i've been saying fair enough all the time <laughs> and then we had the beanie baby sketch which daniel kaluuya was writing uh little bits blurbs for the beanie baby tags and they were all like existential dread really depressing fucking hilarious i I really sexual (laughs) yeah it could have i personally think that could have been that could have been swapped into the show for i don't know uh, probably the frat mom one Uh, i don't know but ad bryant's delivery of the line shut down the factory and like you know just like no shut it down destroy the beanie babies and don't look them in the eyes it was like 
She was, was playing so it so serious and also laughing. It was so yeah. fucking great. That's and when Yang was reading out the Beanie Baby, you know, little snippets, and he was doing a great job of reading them um and reacting to them and when he was saying like oh the beanie babies they have a happy life and then it just stops <laughs> the beanie babies oh, don't know shit. the beanie babies don't know they die um but yeah it, also daniel kaluuya had a line that was like write what you know and i laughed so fucking hard at that <laughs> i was like yeah that's, that's me justifying the shit that i write sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, those were the cut for times. Uh, my runner-up was Daniel Kalia's monologue. I thought it started the show off with a really, really good vibe. You know what? I'm gonna agree with you because I was gushing about it earlier. It was obviously the fucking runner-up of this episode. Yeah. And um, what was your best? So my best, I already said it was the frat party <laughs> Airbnb thing. Yeah. It was just a little too relatable. Haha. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my best was, it was tough. I wanted to pick um, the dog voices, but I think the Vax game show was slightly better. I thought it was a bit sharper. And I also thought it was interesting to see uh, normally when there's a game show, Kenan Thompson is the host. And he was right? a guest tonight, and Daniel Kaluuya was a host. I was like, whoa! It was like vibe change. Total vibe change, but I was here for it. He did yeah. really, like, I don't know, just the way that he spoke, I was like, oh, I know it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, overall, I'd say Daniel Kaluuya was a fucking great host. One of the better episodes of the season. If not, just, I, I, I don't know, I'd put it near the top. One could say it's yeah. top three, top two. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I guess we'll see at the end of the season. Ooh, at the end of the season, we should pick our favorites and least favorites. I don't know if I even have it means remember. Yeah, we'll look at a list. I'm supposed to end. No, 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 no. I meant the host. No, 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 no. Just like, okay, just the overall, oh. just like the vibe of the, yeah. Right, just That's like hard. look at the I know, but you know. But yeah, so uh, you can find us on most major podcast platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. And hit us up on social media at Sat Night High Pod is our username. We're on not Snapchat. Why the fuck did I just say that? <laughs> a little bit high, but we're on Reddit, Instagram, YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, um, check it out when Saturday Night Live is playing live because Gilda Live tweets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oop, nope, that's not. Um, <laughs> Your phone's uh, blowing the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we, if you want to get in touch with us, but it's the message gmail. is longer yeah then twitter will allow our gmail is sat night high pod and we also have a website sat night high pod.com and until then happy easter highs happy easter highs